It's been good to be here, hasn't it? And uh, great, great weekend, great service this morning. I'd like to say thank you to everybody who has had a part in putting this weekend on. And I don't know if you realize how many moving parts there have been to this weekend between a pancake breakfast and a Pinewood Derby and an absolutely great time last night in the service here and the different parts of the service and still the luncheon to come. And I'd just like to say from my heart, uh, thank you to every one of you. We couldn't even list you. There's so many of you. But thanks for doing this. It's just representative of what this church is about. When there's something that needs to be done, everybody pitches in, and I want to express my thanks. And let's all express our thanks to those people who have worked so hard. I did want to mention that we have uh, from Representative Schroeder, uh, there is a uh, commemorative plaque, I guess you would call it, and uh, we'll have that at the luncheon today. It's a... just something they put together to thank or to uh, congratulate us on 150 years, and it's beautifully done. She stopped by earlier but wasn't able to stay today because she was trying to get to uh, work in the preschool at her own church, And uh, but we appreciate her stopping by. I also received a phone call from uh, Senator Stabenow on Friday, who just wanted to congratulate us as well on our... Uh, 150th birthday anniversary, and so appreciated uh, her doing that as well. I learned last night, too, at the uh, game night and um, uh, comedy night that, that I need to make some changes, I guess. <laughs> it was suggested that I zip line in from the balcony. That's probably not going to happen. Um, Somebody suggested singing, and I didn't really realize this, with Pastors Winnie and Campbell and Wisenhunt, they were all big singers. And we saw that video where, where Pastor Wisenhunt like, sang you out of church. If I sing this morning, I'm going to be the one who gets sung out of church, all right? So that's not going to happen. The one thing that was the top thing was dancing, though, suggested I dance, so you asked for it. The Cupid Shuffle, are we ready? There we go. You might want to change your mind, huh? So, I just want to take a few minutes to wrap up here this morning and uh, to share a few thoughts from God's Word. We started talking about how that Bible we still have, isn't that crazy? But uh, we still have that Bible, and whether it's in your you know, hands with a bound cover or whether it's on your phones now, we still go back to that. And so we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12 this morning, if you want to turn there. I don't really know Ken Dye very well. He's the band director at the University of Notre Dame and, and does their, their marching band. I know him because he had twin kids, and they were in my daughter's class at school, and then his wife Jackie attended our church in South Bend. But Ken was one of these people who fascinated me, not because of his musical ability, and he's a genius. It was because when Ken turned 50, he decided he wanted to celebrate. And so what he did is he decided he was going to go running, and he ran a mile for every year old that he was. And so for his 50th birthday, he ran 50 miles. And I thought that sounded like such a fun thing that after the service, we're going to do 150, okay? Who's lying? (laughs) 
I'm not, I run a little bit. And I'm not a, much of a distance runner, although you have to run, you know, some distance if you're going to run at all. But I'm always fascinated by you out there who can run and can run for long distances. A couple of weeks ago was the Detroit Marathon, and one of our, our, our congregants, Rachel, ran a full marathon for the first time. And I'm like, really? That's all I can think of is really, you know? Like, would you ever like to do that? Absolutely not. But I'm glad for you as long as you do that. But I'm always fascinated by the people who can run like that because when I run, all I can think about is when do I get to stop this? And sometimes I get on the treadmill and I'm like, you know what, today I am not going to look at the timer because that just discourages me. I'm just not going to do it. And so I start running. And after a while, I'm like, ah, I've been running for a while. I'm going to check to see how long I've been running. And it's like 20 seconds. <laughs> and it's been like the longest 20 seconds of my life. But I want to talk a little bit about running because when I run, I want to quit. Like the second I start. And sometimes in life when we're running, whether it's in our faith or whether it's as a church or whether it's just individually, we want to quit. You ever had that time where you just said, okay, I'm done, I've had enough, you know, my phone's ringing, it's time for me to stop? And we want to quit, maybe it's a job or we want to quit a class or maybe we want to quit on a diet. Sometimes it's we want to quit on a relationship or sometimes we want to quit on a commitment that we've made. Sometimes we want to commit, or excuse me, we want to quit on this whole church thing or this faith thing. And I'd just like to share one word with you this morning. Don't. Don't quit. Don't quit on whatever that thing is that right now you're thinking, I'm tired, I've had enough of this, I'm not sure I want to go any further. Don't quit. Don't quit on those relationships or those commitments or those decisions. Don't quit on doing what you know you should do. And please don't quit on your faith. The writer of Hebrews had that in mind when he penned this book in this letter that was written to the church as a whole. And he wrote this big letter, but he gets to chapters 10, 11, and 12, and he starts to turn the corner. But the whole thrust of the book is don't quit. Don't give up. Don't turn back. And so this morning, I want to look at that passage, Hebrews chapter 12, because in that those three verses, the writer gives us four strategies. Actually, he slides a fifth one in there that we'll mention briefly for us to keep going. And it's specifically to keep going in our faith, and he actually deals with keeping going in our in the church. But I think we could take that and say keeping going in life too. What, whatever it is where you're like, I'm ready to be done, this is what he says. So would you read with me? Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He scorned its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such oppositions from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And he goes to that place where so many of us go so many times. is like, you know what? I want to quit. But he says, keep on going. And he says the way to keep going is to be careful about where you look. 
And I'm not sure if I would pick that as, as the outstanding running strategy, but he gives us four places that we need to look. And so let me just point them out this morning. He says, first of all, we need to look back. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we don't look back necessarily for nostalgia's sake, or we don't look back so we could say, hey, I want to go back to the way it was. We look back to see the people in our story and see the people that we've heard about who have hung in there and have persevered. And if you're in the situation this morning, you're like, I'm not, I don't know if I keep going. Look back. Look back and find those people who've been in what you're in right now, who've gone through what you're going through, and who have made it and say, you know what, if they did it, I can too. That's what Hebrews 11 is all about. The chapter that comes before this is all about the people who hung in there when it was tough. And if you follow along with the growth guide that we provide every every week, it's going to walk you through some of those stories. But look back on the people who've made it, but look back to see the God who provides too. That's one of the things that we're doing here this morning. We're looking back and saying, wow, as we look back to the past, God has provided in some big ways, hasn't he? And hopefully maybe there's memories that have come to your mind as you've looked back to say, I remember that. And maybe you can remember that with what God was doing in your story at that time too. And that's why we're encouraged to look back. But he also tells us that we need to let go. He says, and as we go on that verse, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that easily entangles us. He says, let go of those things that are weighing you down. The distractions, the habits, the sins, those things that keep us from going. Sometimes we quit not because what we're in is so hard. It's because of everything that we've added that's so hard. And then he switches back there at the end of the verse. And he says, here's another way that you need to look. You need to look ahead. And he says this. Let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. And he's talking about the race that's marked out for us. It's still to come. And that was one of the things that we talked about as we planned this service. We want to celebrate the past, but we hope that we're just like one of those like middle markers of wherever this church is going. That, yeah, it's awesome what's happened here for the last 150 years, but we hope that there's another 150 years. And that we are just marking a, a milepost along the way because God has some big things that He wants to do. Because each of us individually has a purpose, and we as a church have a purpose, but attached with that purpose is this idea of hope. And a lot of times when we get discouraged, a lot of times when we quit, and a lot of times when we want to throw in the towel, it's because we've lost track of our hope. But we lose track of our hope when we lose track of our purpose. And God gives us that purpose. Our purpose as a church is to know Him and to make Him known. To grow people in the faith, but to share faith with our community around us. And so we are challenged to look ahead there. And I'm excited about that. I look ahead to like, what could the next 150 years be? I'm not planning to be here for the whole time. But I, and you look at some of these things that, that, that God's done and, and what God is doing right now, and I think the challenge of us is to just keep right on running then because we have a great future in front of us. In verse number 2, we're given another instruction. Though. We're told to look up. We're to fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, or the author, and perfecter, or finisher of our faith. And we look at him because he's the ultimate example of the person who persevered. He went through the cross, and today he sits beside God the Father. 
So when you are going through hard times, look to Jesus. He's been through them too. In fact, if you read through the book of Hebrews, it repeatedly says, we have a God who understands because He was a God who became a man and He went through it all as a man goes through it. So whatever you're going through where you're tempted to quit, look up. Jesus is like, I see that. I've been there. I've gone through that. And I came out the other side, and you can too. And it's a reminder that it doesn't just stop with a cross. It goes to a resurrection. And sometimes in our lives, we get discouraged and defeated, and we want to quit because all we can see is a cross. And Jesus is a reminder that, no, that's just a part of the story. There's a lot more to the story. And then finally, we're instructed to look around. It says this, let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. All the pronouns in this passage are plural. Did you notice that? We don't run by ourselves. We run together. And if you've run, you've probably experienced this, where sometimes it's a lot more fun to run with somebody else and, and encouraging. Because when you're just about ready to, to, to pack it in, the person next to you is like, come on, we can do a little bit more. And when they get to that point, you say, well, hey, come on, we can do a little bit more. And when we run side by side, when we run as a team, we can run so much further. And that's what church is about. And that's what this faith community is about. And that's what this broader Waterford church community that you're all a part of is about, where we come alongside each other and as a team, we run together. My kids ran track when they were in high school. And uh, I remember, I think when, when my middle daughter was maybe a sophomore, they had a pretty good track team for the girls that year, and they had this chance to win their conference. And they'd never had that opera, they'd never done it before. And they had, though, this was the key, they had some sprinters, and they had some throwers, they had some jumpers, and they had the distance runners, and all of them were important. And every race was important. Lindsay ran in the 400 and she ran in the, the track's a weird sport, by the way. I would go to these track meets for like three hours and Lindsay would run the, the four by 100. That was 12 seconds. Then she'd run the 200. That was another like 22 seconds. Then she'd run the 400, which is a little over a minute. And then she'd run in the four by four. So I would sit there for three hours and watch her run for less than three minutes. When it was a nice day, it was no problem. But you know how spring is here in Michigan? Anybody ever? Anyhow. But I remember on that day when they had a chance to win it all, in every event, everybody was competing as hard as they could. And it got to the end, and the last race of any track meet is the worst race. It's the four-by-four. Four Four people are running a quarter mile, and if you ever run a quarter mile, it's pretty hard to run it flat-out sprint. But that's what it came down to. And just to, you know, spoiler alert here, they did win the championship. And I don't remember if they won that race or not, but it was, and if you go to the gym there, there's a banner up there, and there's one conference championship on that banner, and it was the year that she ran in that. But when Lindsay would run in her race, I remember this, she would come around that last corner, she ran the 400, which is just a crazy race, and she would come around that corner, and I would stand at the fence and she came around that corner and heading for the, the, the home stretch there, she's running in front of me. And I would stand and I would always yell the same thing to her. And she'd come around that corner and she's starting to feel it. And you could see the pain on her face. She's been, you know, pretty much sprinting for 45, 50 seconds. And I would start yelling this. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. 
And as far as she could hear me coming, as far as she could hear me going, I would just yell that same thing over and over again. Don't believe the lie. Don't believe the lie. Here's what I was telling her, and she knew this. When you've been sprinting for 45 seconds, your body checks in with your brain and says, I'm done. But it's not. And for her to finish that race, she needed her mind to say back to her body, oh, no, you're not. You've got a whole lot left in the tank. Now let's kick it in gear and let's go. And let's take these last 15 seconds and let's finish strong. I say that to us this morning as a church. I say that to you this morning as an individual. Maybe you've been running. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're ready to quit. Maybe you're like, I've had enough. Don't believe the lie. There's a lot left in the tank. Because we don't do this on our efforts. We do this on the blessing of Jesus Christ and the work of the Holy Spirit. And we've been running for a while. We've taken 150 laps around the sun as a church. That's pretty impressive. But there's more to come. And so I would say to each of us this morning, if you're struggling with, like, I'm ready to throw it in, I'm ready to quit, don't quit. I would say to us this morning, as great as it's been in the past, there's still better things to come. Let's keep running. Let's do this together.